I V M. Welcome to All Things Policy, a daily podcast supported by Pragati, a flagship media initiative of the Takshashila Institution. We're a bunch of policy nerds based in Bengaluru, and we like to bring a fresh perspective to Indian affairs and an Indian perspective to global affairs. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join us for today's chat. Hi everyone, welcome to one more episode of All Things Policy. In this episode, we are going to talk about the linkage between agricultural productivity and development, agricultural productivity and structural transformation. Basically, it will revolve around the impact of certain technological interventions, innovations in the field of agriculture. And we are going to primarily focus on the impact of canals on our economy. And the podcast is largely based on a recent paper, the long-run development impacts of agricultural productivity gains, evidence from irrigation canals in India. We will share the link for the paper along with this podcast. Please do check it out. For this episode, I have with me my colleague Apoor. Apoor is a staff program manager. He manages Takshila's flagship postgraduate program in public policy. Hi Apoor, welcome to All Things Policy. Hey, thanks Sarda. Thanks for calling me. And uh, since you mentioned about uh, the PGP program, I just wanted to tell your uh, listeners that the application process for the sixth cohort of the postgraduate program in public policy at Takshashila has already started. Uh, so if you are interested in uh, taking a deep dive into public policy or policy analysis, then do check out our website and our course structure. The application deadline is 8th January 2022 and the program begins on 15th January 2022. Uh, we also have early bird application uh, uh, in which you know you can apply and uh, we will give attractive scholarships uh, and the early bird application deadline is post December 2021. So please check out our PGP program and uh, we'll be happy to help you uh, in the uh, during the application process. Uh, and thanks Sarthak once again and uh, happy to be back. Thanks Apoor for the bit of information. So Apoor, uh, so as, before we get into the uh, paper, can you just Tell us about structural transformation. What constitutes structural transformation? What do what do these authors uh, mention about structural transformation? Right, Sartak. So uh, let me begin by defining structural transformation and explaining the process and the phenomena of structural transformation. And it draws heavily from, of course, economics, right? So structural transformation, uh, uh, essentially in layman terms, Sartak, it means a distribution or reallocation of economic activity across several sectors, right? And when I say several sectors, it broad it is broadly three sectors: agriculture, manufacturing, and services, right? And you know, being an economic student and you know a person who are sort of into economic reasoning, both of us know that you know across the globe. You know, if there has been a trajectory, it's been a, if there has been a classic trajectory of economic development, it is uh, through it begins from agriculture. So when agriculture productivity increase, countries shift to manufacturing. Within manufacturing, they start with low end manufacturing products, and then they graduate to high end manufacturing products such as electronics and uh, you know uh, so on and so forth, and then they move to services. Right. So this is a classic sort of a trajectory of of any country or of any development uh, sort of you know model or a country that has had a structural transformation in india this structural transformation and we have spoken about this uh, you know in earlier episodes also uh, in india the structural transformation has not been this straightforward right so we have bypassed the manufacturing 
sort of a process and we directly entered into services sector so india began as an agrarian country we increased agricultural productivity uh, but what what we ended up doing was that we uh, had a robust services sector uh, which was capital intensive and not labor intensive right uh, and uh, we completely bypass uh, sort of you know we missed actually manufacturing pass uh, and bandwagon i would say and uh, that is where uh, we are right now so that is what is structural transformation in this paper the researchers are actually talking about a microcosm of this uh, unique india's trajectory and their microcosm and their geographical sort of an area of inquiry are the canal towns and rural areas around the canals uh, sarthak yeah thanks apoor uh, thanks for helping us understand the term structural transformation now in this paper they talk about structural transformation and in fact they pose this question whether structural transformation has happened because of development or development of canals in case of india now what has been the findings of their research so they have looked at again different data points and they are looking at some of the implications right so what they are saying is those villages in india which have access to canals uh, in these villages agricultural productivity has increased now by the way in case of india more than 52% of the population uh, they stay in the vicinity of a canal in the sense that the canal might be within a 10 km distance and uh, 25% of irrigated areas in india is irrigated through canals so those places which have access to canals the agricultural productivity has increased these are the places where you will find more agricultural land more land has been irrigated apart from that they also find out that the winter crops productivity is high so in the winter months the productivity is higher as compared to those places where you do not have access to canals also they find out that those places which have canals the population density is quite high i mean you, it's difficult to compare populations the size of population but what you can do is we can compare population density you find out that population density is high the consumption rates are also quite high which points out that maybe people are more affluent also there is slight increase in services but interestingly they find out that there is not much uh, difference when it comes to manufacturing right so in fact uh, there has been a decrease in manufacturing in some places apart from that they also find out that uh, the consumption of education it has increased so so all the three levels primary education uh, middle secondary education uh, there has been an increase apart from that living standards of people in these areas which have access to canals has improved over a period of time uh, right sir like and as you were sort of enumerating uh, the findings of the paper i couldn't uh, help but uh, sort of recall uh, some of my experiences when i was doing my field uh, study in uttar pradesh two or three years ago and because the project was on rural development and this is what i found so villages after villages especially in eastern up not western up because western up has a very detailed and very elaborate canal irrigation system but eastern up it used to have because of ganga but of the you know for the past several decades those canals have just dried up and uh, they serve no purpose so the villages uh, at the sort of you know when i'm talking about villages these are the villages around kanpur and fatehpur districts in uttar pradesh so the villages that used to have canal in 60s and 70s but after which the canals dried up uh, because of you know because of 
uh, administrative, you know, lackadaisical attitude or or other such things. The 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 overall economic productivity and the economic uh, what should I say uh, the the vibrancy of those villages have gone down, and the, since the economic activity, the agricultural productivity of these villages have gone down, people in these villages have migrated out. So they have started migrating to the cities nearby, cities like Prayagraj, Kanpur, Lucknow, so on and so forth. You know, when I was reading this paper, uh, and it, it, it was it was quite evident uh, because this is I have seen, I have experienced some of these uh, things. Uh, these the, the authors are arguing that you know the the rural areas in India that have been you know uh, that that come under canals uh, canal system or they the land that are irrigated or cultivated through canals, uh, their agriculture productivity has increased. And the peoples have people have migrated into these areas since agricultural productivity has increased, right? Um, so, 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 yeah. I mean, this 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 uh, kind of resonate what what has happened in some areas of Uttar Pradesh. Yeah, thanks, Apoor, for pointing out the reasons why uh, maybe we haven't had this kind of a structural transformation, why manufacturing has not grown, and one of the major reasons here is the restrictive labor laws that we have. Uh, other economists have also pointed out how our manufacturing uh, sector is primarily capital intensive so that means uh, it has not been able to accommodate uh, laborers from other sectors it has been primarily driven by uh, capital and so this also brings us to another interesting aspect right how urbanization is happening but industrialization is not happening right manufacturing sector is not growing as expected it is primarily capital driven it has not accommodated labor uh, but at the same time uh, you are seeing that people's consumption has increased, uh, population density has increased, right? So these are all uh, typical features of urbanization. So this is also an interesting feature, urbanization, but not necessarily industrialization. That's right, Sardak. So what has happened is uh, that around the, uh, the canal regions, uh, rural uh, regions around the canals that the researchers have surveyed, uh, what they found was that in due course of time, the demand for non-agricultural products have increased. Right. Because of agricultural productivity, there would have been some sort of a prosperity. And because of that prosperity, the demand for the, those non-agricultural products have increased. Right. So uh, in ideal condition, uh, uh, what happened is that uh, since the transport cost between the village and the city is high, so in ideal condition, the villages should have come up as manufacturing units or sites. Right. And then a small sort of an industrial ecosystem would have started around the same areas. But in India, that has not happened surprisingly. Uh, what has happened is that people have moved geographically but they have not moved in different sectors. And I think you, you've also pointed out early in the talk that people have migrated to urban areas, uh, but they have not migrated uh, or they have not moved to other sectors or they have not moved to manufacturing sectors uh, because there was a lack of you know like robust manufacturing uh, ecosystem or, or industries. Yeah. So that uh, I think is, is very interesting because um, again, I would come to you know, my, the, my example that I quoted in uh, Uttar Pradesh that in the, the Dwab region, which is between uh, River Ganga and Yamna, they used to be uh, very, you know, they used to be a intensive, not intensive, but a good amount of canal system uh, because, it, it, you know, a canal system that would connect regions between Ganga and Yamna, but because uh, it has sort of, you know, uh, it, it has not worked over the past several decades, that is why you see lesser prosperity in eastern UP as compared to western UP. 
Yeah. So uh, thanks for pointing this out, Apoor. Now, uh, another aspect is uh, inequality, right? So we saw that overall productivity has increased, consumption has increased, people have become better. But how has it impacted inequality? But before uh, going to uh, the inequality and other dimensions, we'll have a small break. So welcome back. So we have been talking about the impact of uh, the candle system uh, on productivity and how it has uh, increased production, how it has increased productivity, and it has led to higher consumption. So Apoor, has the consumption been equal for different social categories? Uh, not at all, Sartak. So what has happened is that uh, uh, the big landowners who had a significant land size their consumption rates were higher than landless laborers or people who didn't have land uh, as per the study, as per the researchers. Their consumption uh, to non-agricultural products, which I have mentioned a short while ago, they have increased, but it, the same uh, pattern has not been seen uh, in agricultural laborers, right? Uh, so clearly what has happened is that because of the access of canal, of a you know, robust irrigation system, uh, you have... Uh, a, ca- a category of of, of you know landed uh, farmers and people who got prosperous and since they got prosperous they had uh, you know uh, extra sort of an income and at hand they were able to uh, buy or consume other products but the same pattern was not seen in other uh, categories that had no access to land or had uh, less access to land right uh, yeah. or their access to land world was was restricted in some uh, in some ways so that was that is one aspect the other aspect was also the demand of education so uh, the demand of uh, education in households households belonging to these landed um, uh, sort of farmers were higher than the demand of education in uh, you know amongst the landless laborers because they were able to send their children and other you know people from other generations to to schools and colleges in cities and towns but same didn't happen for uh, for people who didn't have land or who didn't have resources, uh, and it had a sort of a uh, it had a long lasting impact on the incomes of those households, um, uh, especially the income of the adults of those households. Yeah, and one more thing, uh, the share of landowners that has also declined. That means landlessness has increased over a period of time. Right. So specifically, what has happened is that the uh, towns or the areas that are uh, that are above the canal, which means that, you know, so canal system follows a gravity uh, sort of, you know, this thing. So, you know, water flows from higher level to uh, lower level. Uh, so the cities, the towns and the areas that were at the higher level, the, where the access of water or the canal, or canal system was not that great, there in those cases, the you know, landlessness increased as compared to the lower canal region where, you know, uh, they, they profited more because the access to canals, access to water uh, was more in these regions. So it cultivated their land and it made them more prosperous. Yeah. And apart from that, uh, they also point out that the towns that were nearby or at least uh, urban areas that were nearby the places which were uh, having access to the canals, in these areas, again, urbanization increased, uh, the population density increased, so towns grew up. So what they are also saying that maybe uh, the places where you have more canals, maybe here structural transformation has not happened, but towns nearby, cities nearby may have seen the impact, right? May, they might have had structural transformations. 
right right uh, sir that you were right in that uh, uh, assessment and as i mentioned a short while ago that you know because of uh, higher income higher prosperity and you know higher pro agricultural productivity uh, people have moved out of of those villages and they have moved to these urban areas which is sort of you know they, so they have migrated to these urban areas and uh, hence the urbanization has increased so the towns that you were mentioning uh, they have seen a huge influx of people over the past several decades uh, so a kind of a structural transformation happened in those towns but the structural transformation was absent in the rural areas near the canal system yeah so basically i mean these are some of the uh, really fascinating findings right so productivity shocks if you are going to analyze uh, so in the short run it might be different in the long run it might be different in short run maybe uh, there will be a sectoral impact but in the long run maybe it is special impact and in this case we are definitely seeing that there is a uh, special impact apart from that there is the, another fascinating finding in this paper was how urbanization and industrialization they are not going in hand going hand in hand right in many, many of the west european many, many of the west european countries generally uh, trend will be like this urbanization and industrialization they happen together but here uh, urbanization is happening but the industrialization is not happening so anything else apurv uh, you want to point out that you found fascinating in this paper uh, just to conclude sir like the last point you have mentioned uh, comparing uh, you know other european countries was very interesting. interesting and i would just like to conclude on that theme uh, because i th i thought that while i was reading the article and the paper it was quite a detailed paper uh, with very complex sort of econometrics and other things uh, while i was reading the paper i sort of uh, you know it occurred to me it appeared to me that uh, this paper is actually a sort of a microcosm to the entire development or economic development trajectory of india over the past 70 plus years because it talks about you know structural transformation or the missed structural transformation if i may use the word how uh, servicification of indian economy happened uh, you know rather than you know from agriculture to manufacturing to services we moved directly to services so it talks about that it talks also talks is it also talks about migration you know industrialization uh, urbanization without industrialization Uh, and and that actually is, uh, sort of encapsulates the entire uh, you know development trajectory of india so on that uh, thing i think on that front this is a great paper uh, to, to for you know all of us and especially for all policy analysts or you know uh, people interested in policy to read this paper uh, because it it talks uh, a lot about indian trajectory or indian yes, development true. trajectory so i think with this uh, note we can conclude this podcast Thanks Arthak for having me it was great talking to you. Yeah thanks Apoorv uh, thanks to all thanks to our listeners for tuning in. We will meet again in one more episode of All Things Policy. If you liked our show don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can tune into them on the IVM podcast app ivmpodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow IVM on social media. The handle is at IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And hey, if you'd like to dive into Takshashila's research on technology, strategy, and economic affairs, check us out at our Twitter handle at Takshashila Inst or our website takshashila.org.in.